commence primary ignition. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another X-Wing podcast. Time for a new episode. I am your host, Pete Lambro, joined, as always, by Chris Raylo Finpo Daniel. Chris, how you doing? Better than being called Chewbacca. How are you? What's up, everyone? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, joining us this week, upcoming Adepticon uh, champion, Sam Page. Sam, how you doing? Knock on wood. Here, listen. Knock on it's me knocking on wood. It's knocking on everybody knock on wood together. <laughs> Sam, you're going to Adepticon uh, this weekend, right? Yep. I'm taking the old yeah. train across America. <laughs> That's, we actually we don't have a train across America because yeah, we I'm, love cars. I'm taking a train across a small section of the Midwest. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah, so we're uh, we're here. We're going to talk about. Uh, we had a couple. There were a couple tournaments this weekend locally. Chris and I played in a tournament yesterday. We'll talk about some two point five stuff. We'll talk about some. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit today about ad- upcoming Adepticon, like mm-hmm. what we think is going to be there, what we think is going to be good, maybe state of the game for uh, for a faction or two. What do you guys think of that? Sounds great. What do you think, Sam? I need help picking a list. Still? We will we will pick your list today in our new segment called Pick That List. But first, <laughs> first we have our classic segment Chris introduced us to last week called the Yaxby Question of the Week, I guess. And this week, it's my turn to pick a question, right? So here's a question I have for you. Sam, you're going to go first on this. If you, Sam Page, could live in the Star Wars universe, what era would you want to live in? What era, like, you know, prequels, Old Republic, High Republic, sequels, you know what I'm saying? I think I think High Republic, right? Isn't that the one with the least amount of war and <laughs> planets exploding? Mm-hmm. Just from a safety If I'm being end. honest, I, I've not read that book yet, so I don't know. No, yeah. I haven't read any of the High Republic stuff, but just, just knowing what happens in the other eras, I think by the process of elimination, I'd be safest in the... Uh, in the high republic i guess it depends on which planet you end up on though because uh well i mean that could be part of it right like you pick your pl- pick your planet pick your poison yeah i'm just saying you wouldn't want to be like better to be naboo during the civil war than hoth in the high republic so uh right that's fair well yeah, and like, also like i take know. like naboo in any era i think because uh never yeah, but if you're living up. in <laughs> uh if you're, if you're living on naboo though during uh, the Clone Wars, I mean, odds are decent with the Star Wars medical care that you're going to make it to the Civil War, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, listen, they said that the death toll was catastrophic, but Obi-Wan said uh, it's a trick, no reply. So I feel like the death toll maybe wasn't catastrophic and uh, <laughs> I'd be fine living in what is basically literally Italy. All right. And Chris, where would you where? What planet would you want to live on and in what era in Star Wars? I don't know where this is. I'm sure you guys will correct me, but... Like on a map? Well, hold on. Okay. But it was the Mandalorian. They, he went to like some really cool spot that was almost like a casino. He had a, he, he took like the the pig guy's head, I guess. And then he... In season two. And then he brought it back for a bounty. Unless that was in... 
my god, that might have been an actually. Are you talking about the Book of Boba Fett, the dog head guy? Yeah, yeah. He brought it back somewhere cool. It was like all crystal, like the casino, and it was like cool stuff happening in the background. That's I like that. I like that Chris mad libbed that. So he he got the show wrong. The animal, the alien, was based (laughs) off of. I mean, (laughs) remember when Luke picked up the porcupine headed guy (laughs) in the fourth season of Ewok Adventure? I mean, it could have said anything. This and the you know what the really sad part is Pete and I both knew what you were talking exactly about. Exactly what I was talking about. I, I, ultimately, that is the sad part. Also, if I'm being honest, they those guys are not in a casino. Like there's a casino like sort of looking scene. Like, those guys are in like what market. appears to be some sort of like meat market, right? Like meat packing. No, no, not no. That's that's the episode. But then he where he brings the bounty to. Oh yeah, yeah. We get later. Yeah, okay, yeah. But like, it's all, it's, all on that, it's all on that ring world, right? It's all on the ring. I, th- I yeah, think it's like a space station style thing, almost. It's a Maybe Halo ring world. They still it's a from ha- oh, Halo. Ha- I mean, it Damn. is literally. A, it's like a smaller Halo because you can like see the edges while he's walking, and also the like, depending on the orientation of the Halo, you know, it goes like totally dark to totally light just while he's walking yeah. down the street. So, well, I mean, and the then, Halo's and cool later. So. He very conveniently goes and finds his Mando bros like in the basement of that place. Man yeah. bros. I guess we're meant to believe he had been told they were there or something. No. Yeah. No, he just he just like really lucked out. He like stuck a he threw a dart at a wall. He's <laughs> like, let me go into this this halo. He, he knew yeah. they were there. He was told that they were there, man. man I'm down with the Mando's, halo. I'm, Mando's I'm the master halo chief living. of Star Wars. Pro um, Halo Living. What about you? All right. So you're going to... Me? Uh, let's see. I didn't even think about answering this. <laughs> you know, here we go. I want to live on Alderaan. <laughs> Afterwards in, or before? In the, in the, no, in the Civil War. Just let it happen quick. <laughs> there you to, go. Gone in a second. No problems. I don't even get to see the uh, worst of the Civil War. I get to live it. Just you could be the, like, the Alderanian time capsule guy, like... Uh... What's that called? Uh, the TNG episode, the famous one where uh, the planet explodes, but right before they like upload their memory, the guy's memories to the oh god the probe, the the most inner life. Oh yeah, 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 the inner yeah, yeah. Light. Where, uh, where um where Picard goes and like lives there for a while. Yeah, like, well, he, yeah, he, like he experiences old, he's a super old man. Yeah, he experiences a, planet, a lifetime. Planet, of that planet, ex- yeah, that man. That's a first of all. Beautiful episodes. The wife and kids and all that shit. Yeah. Um, and we just lost about 10 hundred uh, Star Wars fans from Star Trek. No, Club. no. They like No, there's a ton of crossover. The, there's, the, no, the, there's no hatred. The Trek, the Wars Trek Wars are over. Yeah. <laughs> it's ended. Ended. We yeah, are united. Because both franchises are equally in the toilet. <laughs> so, <laughs> the complain. Yeah, hey, you know, I heard Discovery is pretty good. I don't know. I I I'm, I I don't really have an opinion because I've only seen a few episodes. But I I've, I've watched like the trailers, and there's things about like even the trailers which kind of are off putting, where they're like, uh, yeah, they're like the fate of the universe, and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not Star <laughs> Wait, Trek. This is, first of all, Discovery's a prequel era show. We know it's yeah. not the fate of the universe. Yeah, yeah. We know what? we know hundreds of his, years of history after that. Right. And also, like, I always think of Star Trek, it was like, it's not like a fate of the universe thing. It's like, a, yeah, we met a weird guy on a planet and now we're going to do a little stage play with him. You know, it's, you know, it's yeah. totally, <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, yeah, you're the, you're the inner light Alderanian. 
Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the planet. Me. You're right. The planet doesn't explode. Their sun goes nova. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. In the... Yeah, it's it's something like that. And they like you know, yeah. That's a first of all great episode. Um, and second of all, yeah. So if I have to if I have to go live in Star Wars land and I have to be like normal ass me, put me on like basically you know space America, which is Alderaan for a while, and then I'll just die. I'm fine with that. And you know what? I'll do I'll do prequel era so I can live for a little while and then get God. Yeah, so Surprised, uh, this episode. Karuskip. Uh, <laughs> the entire, Isn't that entire... how uh, Jake Lloyd mispronounced <laughs> mispronounced Coruscant? No, the entire city is a planet. Or no, the entire planet yeah. is a city. Well, both, really. Um, one of the great lines in Star Wars. Oh, man. Yeah, I you know, I actually only just recently, you have recommended it to me before to watch that behind the scenes from episode one. Oh, it's so good. I've I've only just watched it and and seeing seeing it's Jake Lloyd, right, playing Anakin and, and he's like he says Karuskin and they like they call cut and he's just like, Yeah, I think everyone's gonna laugh at me for saying it wrong. And he's like, Yeah, you can say it wrong, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well that's a I mean the not to get totally off topic, but it is funny because you do see the auditions of like the more polished actor kids. Yep. And they're doing like well, Darth Vader stuff. Like they're doing like really like they're really going for it. And George is like, nah, yeah. it's, it's too good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you kind of see him. You see him later, like a little bit regretting it. Yeah. Well, the, he's like, the, he's like, yeah, he's like, this is what happens. When you I don't want to like, uh, newer, I, I don't want to misinterpret what's happening in the thing, because I'm sure it's just like, you know, it's a drag to shoot a, a bunch of scenes all day on a hot, hot set. But well, the, but the mom yeah. character, the woman who plays Shmi, looks really like <laughs> just done the whole just time. Done, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like, and Liam Neeson, consummate professional. He's got it together. He's no problem. He's there every take, no problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess we should talk about X Wing, right? It's an X Wing podcast, ostensibly. Mm. Um, it's a good idea. Yeah. So, so Sam, tell us about you go to Adepticon, right? Yes. List aside, you excited? Yeah, but the, is the, this, list, you, the list contributes to my anxiety. I'm sure the list contributes to your anxiety. We're gonna, we're, I'll tell you, we're gonna get to our later segment. Pick that list, and we're gonna help you pick a list. Listen, but, I'm, um, a, I'm a prideful man, and after I got my butt kicked by this Chris, evil Chris, <laughs> yeah, of all people, on this ve- the man on this very podcast, you know, I, I and then I went to Indianapolis and I. Uh, face planted at some other tournament there so you know those were obviously 2.0 tournaments but uh mm-hmm. you know i haven't uh i haven't not face planted in a while mainly because i just had don't play often enough but now i'm thinking i should uh take each trip a little more seriously you know because i never i don't know sure. what i'm gonna play again next so have, have you I, played on the mat yet like 2.5 on the mat yeah i did uh this weekend so that was my first time I mean, you have you have at least much more than I do. You have quite a bit of big tournament experience, right? So you've been to some of the old <clears throat> like hyperspace events of old, and you've been to worlds, right? Yep. Yeah, I went to. I like just played played in these larger events twice. Yeah, no, no, I don't get a. Yeah, it's not like a. I see. I get. I'm not. I get like I'm not a, s- no, go ahead. I get. 
I get nervous on the day, but I, but I'm not like, I, you know, part of it is I don't get psyched up enough. And I think that is hurting me because I'm like not as competitive as I used to be. If that makes any sense. Maybe Chris will disagree that I'm still competitive. No, no. I, I think, I think you used to have like a list and you'd already have reps with it. And then you might tweak a little and you haven't been doing that the past like six months or so. Yeah. I just don't, I just, yeah. It's just like when I lived in New York with you, uh, you jokers. I used to just play like every day just because I could, you know, mm-hmm. I could stop on the way home off the subway, basically. Right. It was like really play. well. And that was all pre-COVID, too, where there were. Yeah. Yeah. That's three, the bigger. Maybe, there was there was X-Wing moment. happening three, maybe four nights a week at at some place in the city that was like pretty easy to get to. Yeah. So the, the guys yeah. in Michigan are, are great, but uh, there's no like store in my town. So I think that kind of cuts down on my. Uh... Right. On my reps, but uh, I, I got to play on TTS with you guys. You guys got to help me out. Sure. Well, maybe after this. Yeah. You've said before, um, I, I believe you've said before, I don't remember where you said, but you've said before that perhaps your competitive uh, career, quote unquote, is over and now you're going to you settle into like a coach role. Like you yeah, just make yeah. lists for other people and, and, That'd be fine and vie that. for their success. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. just, I mean, on, that's a good springboard to this weekend's tournament that Chris and I played. And Chris hosted another great tournament at uh, Hex and Co., the Upper West Side, um, that we we talked about last week, and we had a good turnout, Chris. We had, what, 12 people for that? Uh, 11 people, yeah. 11 people, sorry. Uh, and Sam, you made my list, and I was I was thrilled with it, I gotta say. I had, like, it was, well, it, was it performed I, admirably, and I had a great time. I don't want to put you okay. on the spot, but I but I also yeah. made, I, I created the demand, like a good salesman, because I gave you list panic the night before. Oh, I, 100%. I beat you on TT. Trounced me. <laughs> and then you were like, you got to make a list for me. And I was like, all right. So then, <laughs> but, uh, yes, that's no, that's, that's not putting me on the spot. That is absolutely what happened. Well, because yeah. truth be told, I had, I had picked that original list without having flown it. Like I hadn't tested it at all. So like yours yeah. was the first test of it. And not only did you win handily. Right. But also I just like I, I immediately felt the pains of trying to fly it the way I thought it would fly. Um, yeah. so like, even if I had won, there was like a feels bad on my end. Like I right. don't like managing a, ships. A, I don't like, the, you know what I mean? A process analysis that was totally separate from the, so, uh, so to, completely separate from the ass kicking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The results based analysis. And I'm, I'm having a similar problem. Well, not to yeah. derail us again, but the, I think what's, what's giving me list anxiety is because I, I do have an attitude of like. I should just like find, find something that I think is really strong now that I, you know, I think there's going to be inefficiencies, like, you know, first 2.5 points, like some things are going to be a little too aggressively costed with the loadouts and whatnot. So then I was like, I should just find something really good and and just play it to the best of my ability. And then just, you know, be happy with whatever result and not like do the thing I normally do where I take like a little slightly off meta list and, you know, uh, then get mad what I'm losing. Hipster. My, your my hipster, hipster impulse, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't so let that overwhelm like, your your competitiveness. Exactly. Well, and it's and it's yeah. there's no really reason to be a hipster now because this tournament Adepticon will like set the meta for the new game, right? So everything's right. new, right? But to your point, and and just I bring this up specifically because you were flying that six ship Republic type thing, which I think is going to be very popular in different permutations, and and yeah. that's what that was my impulse too was like that's the best thing because the certain a lot of the three point and two point i guess the two point ships plus the three point ships plus the four point ships in republic are 
so good. Oh, there's there's you, actually only one two pointer in Republic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, I meant uh, just the one, but you, but uh, you know, the three pointers and the four pointers, you're kind of drawn to like a six ship, seven ship list with Republic. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and I agree that it's not fun to play, really. So I, that's right. kind of where I'm at. Is I'm walking. And, back and I actually, that. I'm starting to think it might not be that great, right? Like it can't, it can't punch very hard. Right. Like when it counts, like, so when you're talking about certain, certain what, what specifically can't that the six point ship list or what do you mean? Yeah. So like, 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 cause it's all, it's almost all two dice ships. Right. So like uh, the original, let me, let me see if I can pull up the original list or if I delete, if I fucking yeeted it. Into, oh, the old, the old one. That you guys the, the one, the one that Sam crushed. <laughs> uh, here we go. I tried to load it. It says nothing to see here. Get fucked. <laughs> this is no, no, uh, no, nothing. It was, it was, so it was two Naboo handmaidens. I'll tell you that it was, uh, Denis Elberger, right? Uh, um, yeah, it was Denis Elberger. It was Barris. Uh, it was Contrail. And let me think, uh, is that a lad or something? No, that that's sounds like five. You can uh, do six it, with the lat, but it's, it's a kind of a squeeze, I think. Yeah, and it was someone else who was like five, maybe, or maybe it was instead of Denis, it was like uh, Padme, and then it was, uh, yeah, some four pointer like uh, Ahsoka or Mace or something like that, right? So basically, it was uh, it was six ships. It had it had Contrail in there, right? It had you know um, three of the N ones, right? I even bought I even bought two additional N ones leading up to this tournament, I was like, oh, I'm going to want to buy three and ones for sure. Like two handmaidens and someone else. Right. Um, but I just like, you got to kind of fly the handmaidens close to your decoy ship, um, which isn't super great for objective play. And those N ones just don't hit very hard. Like a- unless you have like pa- passives and protorps. Right. And even then you're not always like, you're almost always single modding that shot. Um, it's just not, it just doesn't have that offensive output in certain scenarios. Um, really like in all scenarios, you need to have a little bit of punch, but in certain scenarios you need to have more punch than others. So like assault at the satellite array, for example, I feel like you need to be able to punch a little stronger, uh, similar to like chance engagement because it's not about like grabbing a crate and running like in salvage, you're going to grab, you grab the cash and then you have to run and survive. Right. Um, or in, you know, scramble, you kind of like claim a couple points and then go try to beat them up off the other points. In in assault the satellite array, like because you're constantly moving, your your like your engagement zone, like which points you're fighting over, is always changing. So there's like more engagement happening. Yeah, but you have to any list that anyone comes up with, you have to modify and cater to that list. So like if you if you're if you're like saying, oh man, these Naboo's, they don't hit hard. Well, I mean. They're not supposed to hit hard <laughs> unless you have proton torpedoes, and even then. So I'm no, just, no, but I'm like saying, when, when they're like, when they're fifty percent of your list, you need them to be able to push damage through on something, or right? or, or you need or to do something, yeah, or to do something to me would mean like I, you. I would have to switch up that strategy. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. go like well, I think like Braveheart. I think they're, <laughs> like they're pretty. It's a pretty strong archetype, but it, it does incentivize you to go for. I think there's two things happening with it. One is it's it it's very easy to win on objectives with that sort of thing because you're the Naboo's, you know, they get the free evade, they're very fast. Yeah. And those are two things that help in objective play is free actions, durability, speed. And then the other thing is that 
it's they're just like they're very under i i mean this isn't a one-to-one thing but there are like you know spreadsheets people have done where it's like if you try to translate the 2.5 points to the 200 scale by multiplying by mm-hmm. 10 the mm-hmm, naboo's yeah. got like the biggest bump of any ship and so yeah. it's that points. yeah the objective play benefits and then just the I think just like the the safety in numbers that was always true in second edition because of dice variants of like having a lot of ships always keeps you in the mm-hmm. game. So it's like always good to bring, you know, swarms are very like secure in second edition if in that way. But yeah, uh, so I think it's very strong for all those reasons. But my thought now going into Adepticon, and I think this is where I'm going to land list building wise, unless I have a real change of, <laughs> unless I panic and then just do this Republic list is like, I think people are uh, so focused on objectives that maybe they're going to forget to not die and you can't hold if you're dead, you know, and it's like, and I I think there is a thing where like offense is the best defense and killing ships is just like an absolute Trump card, both scoring wise and in denying objectives. So it's, and there, there, I think there are, there's got to be builds with some of these crazy loadouts that are just like, uh, well, you know, appetite what, for destruction. <laughs> like what you then, what you said to me when I said, when I panicked said, I need you to build me a list. Right. And this is, <laughs> this is, we played uh Saturday night, right? Like, so this, yeah, the tournament like was on Sunday. We, played, we played Saturday oh, night. We finished oh, at like one God. and I'm like, make me a list. And then you made it for me. And then I went and packed it and then went to bed at like one thirty. right? Um, <laughs> uh, but you said, you were like, Hey, how do you feel about no V wing? Right. Cause I was trying to make the V wing work in a couple different ways. And I, you know, I still will someday. Like I like V wings. Um, you sent me, uh, I can't even find it now. But basically you sent me a list that was uh Hawk in the lat, right? Barris in the, uh, Aether Sprite, Danae in the N1, Padme in the N1, and then Ahsoka in the Aether Sprite, right? And, and that combination of ships really, I had a lot of success on Sunday, um, I, I won twice. I tied with my fearless co-host here. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had one, I had one loss, right? And that, well, and the one loss truthfully was in chance engagement, which was, um, I had a tough matchup. I played against uh, Pax, the Pax King's son, who had mm-hmm. the, uh, the Thai X1 swarm people keep talking about. Oh my God. Um, and that's, that was a tough matchup, man. Those things are hard to kill. That's very negative Joaquin stuff, too. Chris. Yeah, I have yeah. to thank Joaquin for that victory I had over Merrick's son. I'll explain later. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> did he come over and like kick him? Like, what I understand? Uh, <laughs> Joaquin, Joaquin uh, just like you know, uh, restrained Frantic from setting his dials. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll explain uh, now then, quick. I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you take down Frantic's X One Swarm? Well, I, Which, man, is just a, a, a quick note on that for, for me. Sorry to 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 to, to belay that. Uh, story for a moment but i was just saying um those x ones are so hard to kill and even when you finally a half point one it's like they have three dice it's like oh i've pushed through three damage on your at half points you get one freaking point because they're only valued at three it's like so hard to to get points on those all right go ahead so how'd you beat them yeah well first of all i don't think i would have had the success against that list if i was in chance luckily it was the the one we have to hover around it—that's the satellite one, I think, right? Assault at the satellite array. Yeah, so it was the, it was that one, and 
we're going um and this will actually lead into some strategy talk so it's great for the listeners um i see his the whole list. Thing is for the listeners chris you got this <laughs> i see his list and i am like holy smokes how the heck am i gonna beat this and then he ended up dividing it looked like he was kind of leaning towards more than one side with some more of his ships so i was like okay and i looked at my list which was i'll just say it quickly was von von reg mm-hmm. uh midnight with prockets Le- lieutenant lahuser with barrage and then mal the tie fighter and with cluster missiles and revis so i put four of my guys i saw his list and i was thinking rather than and this is something i was thinking about as far as tips for um just for 2.5 I was always thinking, oh my gosh, I need to develop strategies for the objectives for the satellites, for the for the basically the objective tokens that are around. And I was like, you know what? Go back to basics, Chris. He has a list. I could possibly, because mine were fives and sixes for PS skills. I could possibly take out one of his ships if he divides his swarm, and then I'll and then I'll go from there and see what I could do. Um, so I put all of my guys on one side, marched them up. He marched towards me. Luckily, I think I took out one really early. Um, we're going back and forth, and then he's bringing in his other guys, which is going to destroy me. But as you know, with these with two point five, you're getting a max of five or six rounds. So I know it's coming near the the fourth. I think we're like near the fourth or fifth round. I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm thinking maybe we have two more rounds left, um, max. So then I'm a to. I know there's not a lot of time left because we're like, <laughs> I know we're like the fourth or fifth round. So I'm trying to like, we're trying to like do our stuff fast. We also, we have a bunch of ships as well. And he had, oh, by the way, his list, so everyone knows in case we didn't say it, is Zarek. They were all X1. There was one, two, three, four, five. Jesus Christ. You're going to say this name wrong and I'm going to correct you, but go for it. Oh, Zertik. Zertik Strom. There you go. With the uh, tracers. And then one, two, three, four. Is this really correct? One, two, three, yeah, four. It's five, and then five, five storm squad. Really it's Zertik Strom, <laughs> the I3. The I three tie X one, then it's five Storm Squadron Aces. That's the generic tie mm-hmm. X one at I three as well, and then Night Beast for two points. And is the tie LN? Who gets yep. The free and his aces those. have, uh, I mean, those storms have FCS. So I'm seeing yeah. those. So it's a lot of ships that we all have to move as well. So now I'm thinking maybe there's a few minutes left. I know we're. I think we're in like the fifth round. Uh, Joaquin calls me over. Who, by the way. He knows how to me. judge way better than me. <laughs> so he calls me over for a judge call, and I look at it, I go, are you serious? You really want me to come over now? Well, he can't judge he's his like, own game. I know. He's, he's I very know. biased for Joaquin. I've always said that about Joaquin. He's very pro-Joaquin. But... No, he is. He is. He, he's a good guy. So so I'm like, all right. So I go over there. I do like some type of measurement, and I'm looking at it. I was like, oh, crap. It's actually a close measurement. So I look at it. We, we decide after like a minute or so like what, what happens, and then I come back to the table. We finish our shooting. I kill one of his ships. It's the, uh, and then, um, <laughs> then we're, we're, I'm presuming we're going to get another round in. We're adding up the score. My timer goes off. <laughs> as soon as we finish adding the score, my timer literally, like, he, like the timer goes off. He adds the score. And then Frantic's looking at me. He's like, like, are we going to get another round? I'm looking. I'm like, we can't do another round. It's, it's, it's the end. And then I'm like, well, who won? I didn't even know who won yet. Mm-hmm. And he says to score, I was like, is it me or you? And he's like, it's you. I was like, all right. And he goes, stupid Joaquin. And I'm like, I'm like, thanks, Joaquin, for the victory. Yeah, that's too funny. We uh that Joaquin was playing me. That was against me that that oh that, yeah. Uh, well, what the hell was that last call? 
I think it was an obstruction check or something like yeah, that. Um, it, it was, it was super, well, you know what it was though. It was the difference between it was the difference between uh, me having like an unobstructed range one or two shot on his Anakin, mm-hmm, right? Um, who at the time I think was force starved, right? So it was like it was it was potentially a risky shot um, for him, right? So we really wanted to be sure, and I and I would say it was it was way on his side of the table. Uh, so I, I said to him, I was like, you ju- like, you tell me if it's obstructed or not. Cause I, at my angle, I can't see, like, I'm not like a directly over mm-hmm. the table. Um, and the way we, we set up the tables at Hex and Co, for those who don't know, is we set it up like a big, long, it's last yeah, supper style, one that. really big, long table. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, I can't like easily go over to his side of the table to check. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was just like, eh, I was like, I don't know. It looks sort of, it looks like it could be obstructed from my angle. I said, just you make the call. And he called you over to find out, right? Like that's it. It was um, funny because Frantic's going all over at least all these, <clears throat> his next round strategies. Like, oh, but I would have had this and I would have had that. And I'm like, oh, I know it's, it's Joaquin. I'm going to send him a check. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, that, that, that X1 list is tough, tough stuff, man. It's those ships. Because when they get when you know they're going to get their target locks right, like if they if somehow they don't get them on their first engagement, because there's a lot of I three and I four happening right now, so it's like reasonable to assume that they'll get it on their um, their first engagement. If they don't get it on the first one, they get it on the second one, and once they have that lock, um, they're just like point and shoot, man. They're throwing extra dice. They're really strong, really hard to kill. Right, um, uh, right. But going back to Sam's point. Yeah. People are going to be <clears throat> into the objectives, right? So I, I think here he divided his swarm up uh, a bit to where I think he was going to get maybe two of them. It looked like he might get them early. And then he'd have, I think, the lesser part of the swarm. Maybe there was four ships, three or four, um, on one side. And I knew I was like, all right, I could kind of alpha one of those off, which would make my life a lot easier. Um, point being going back to 2.5, 2, 2.0 tactics. Don't I mean? Don't ignore the objectives, but just keep in mind what's overall. Keep in mind your your old school strategies as well, you know. And you yeah, might run into that, uh, Sam. You know, that people might might be going over objectives. And then maybe you could just use that to your advantage. Yeah, and I think sometimes that, that you'll is... well, they're gonna have like a two point guy to go just like grab an objective real quick, and yeah. if they're not careful, you can kill that guy real quick. You know, <laughs> just yeah. like yeah. pop well, him with the, a proton torpedo. The two point guys, they never, they don't get any upgrades, right? So, you know, they right. don't have any additional shield or, or tricks up their sleeve. Um, and, and something I actually, a strategy I ended up kind of falling into in the tournament was, was basically letting them have the center objective on turn one in, in a scenario like uh, salvage or scramble where you have to use your action to activate the point because I, I, you know, my line of my, my thinking was like, they're going to, they're going to five straight. They're going to rush in, try to claim the center objective. Right. I said, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to set myself up to have like a really good set of shots on that possibly tokenless ship to, to take them out or, or knock off the crater, like really just put some serious hurt in on that opening engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked out actually, it worked out. It was a pretty, it worked out pretty well for me to do that because when I, when I went against um, my first game, I went against Matilda and I kind of ranged it so that, you know, Padme with the proton torpedoes got those proton torpedoes off right away. And there was also like a shot from Barris and it was also the shot from Hawk. So like I was able to like set up the strain on that target ship and then proton torpedo, a strained ship is like a really good, 
effective, um, you know, salvo against them. Right. Very positive stuff. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just like, it was just a line of thinking. It's like, I guess I don't have to, it's just changed my thinking from thinking I, you know, you have to be the one to claim three objectives on turn one. Right. Mm-hmm. To, to thinking it's actually okay to just grab my, my two side objectives and, and use the opportunity, like be one point down, but set up uh, better engagements going forward, which will like net me those points back later. Um, and it just like, it felt like a much, uh, a much more sound strategy for me and the list I was flying than it did for, uh, than it did to try and rush in. Cause I mean, even with the end ones though, like to your, uh, to your earlier point, like they get the free evade, they can move fast. Right. So like sending an N one to grab that center objective on turn one, is not a terrible strategy. Like they could zoom in, grab the objective and still have a free evade. Right. Like it's not terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it's it's just just I think I think killing ships is uh, let me just check here still important, <laughs> still good. Isn't that how you? I think you tied me. I think you killed one of my ships at the end. Uh, I definitely killed one of your ships at the end. Uh, yeah, Chris and I tied. We were playing the scramble, okay, uh, which was where you have to activate the the point to uh, to claim it. Right, we're playing scramble, um, and yeah, I that that one I very I very foolishly. Uh, was hoping I would soar right past you and then do a daredevil boost. Uh, but all your ships are higher initiative than me. And they actually all turned in on Padme right, right at the same time. Um, I did end up uh, really clawing back though to, to tie. I was, I was pretty far down at one point. Chris. No, you, you flew well, man. And yeah. that's like another 2.0 like kind of strategy thing. That's why I keep saying don't, don't abandon the old. Like I, I when I was making my list, I said, okay, I'm going to have, a mixture of speed and a mixture of if they are together, they can hit hard depending on who I'm facing against. But remember like how like for comfort zone stuff, some people want to fly similar, similar PS skills. So I had Revis who's a one, but then everyone else is a five or a six. And that just makes life a little more simple, you know, for me at least. You've you fully reverted to 1.0, by the way. You keep oh, saying I did? PS. <laughs> you keep saying PS skill, and during the tournament, you kept referring to Commander Malaris's ability as glitter sim. Oh <laughs> much to, much to, to the confusion of pile on, me. but also PS skill is like saying ASAP as possible. You know, it's kind of a yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. ATM machine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Personal com- PC computer. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I had a great time at the tournament, right? Um, I had a ton of fun with those games. E- even getting stomped by Frannick and his swarm at the end was still a good time. He ended up winning 11 to 4, and he says to me afterwards, hey, congrats on your four points. <laughs> just, uh, just bodied by a teenager. <laughs> just decimated. This is dad's dad's I come home tonight, I'm dead. That's his dad's yeah. dry sense of humor. I love it. Very, yes. Absolutely. He's, he's combining his, his dad's deadpan sarcasm with his mm-hmm. sister's need to just mercilessly shit talk everybody. So. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely incredible stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I, I, like, I, like, thank you, Sam. Shout out to Sam Shout for making my me. list. I had, a, I had a really wonderful time flying it. Uh, that Hawk build is just nasty. I've sh- I shared it with some other people today. Just said this was doing work. It was, uh, Hawk in the lat, and he's got Ghost Company, Perceptive Copilot, Dedicated, and uh, Clone Commander Cody, and Hull Upgrade, right? So he's taking two focuses. Ghost Company lets him do a double tap as long as he has a focus. Um, 
he's handing out strains if he misses. So like more, more than once, even against Chris, like, you know, you, the, you end up in the situation where it's like, okay, I have a token to spend. I can spend it to prevent damage, but it means I'm going to be strained and have two other shots oh, incoming. Man. Right. And, and some more than once, uh, they said, uh, I'm just going to take the damage. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> two times in a row. I took it two, two times in a row. And what was great for me was you took that damage two times in a row. And then my other ship shot somebody else. Right. So uh, it was like, punk. it was never the, yeah, completely punked. It was like, not my plan to do these follow-up shots on those other ships. I was like, I'm just going to be gunning for this guy. Um, Chris, is that yeah, nice and then, that, a, that a podcast co-host would talk about tooling and fooling his his other podcast co-host on the uh, mat? In I, I, I actually loved it because I was like, whatever, whoever does what, we're going to be talking smack about it later on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm actually, I was very glad we tied because I, uh, I was worried this whole episode would be shit talking. I should quickly shout out, um, don't know if they'll ever hear it, but uh, local Michigan locals, uh, Alex and Ryan were talking about these hawk builds with ghost company and i had i had been i hadn't played with ghost company but i'd kind of been on to the idea of using ghost company but then they were uh, uh, alex beat me with the build and then ryan was discussing a different one and i i, I think i synthesized those when i uh, uh well, that I, list that um, night. ghost company with cody is something yeah. i did when the lat released right like on the when the lat first came out Ghost Company plus Cody on like a two twelve was a was a thing I was like really trying to make work right because you would get that uh, and usually I put fives on there too so like you know they almost always had like a bonus focus to grab um, yeah that's get, the that's the one you that get double benefit fives. yeah or yeah. yeah that's the one who banks a focus if you miss. He bang if you miss, he banks a focus or an evade, right? Yeah. And and then before you engage, you can take the focus or evade off the card and add it to your guy. Uh, but the 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 struggle with the two twelfth back then was like not a lot of ships at I two are there to like benefit immediately from the strain. Like you're yes, you're handing out two strains, but you're really only option to then follow up with a strong hit is having the I two arc one seventies, right? And then limited so, points too. Well, points wise, you could fit three ships in that that lat. But that, um, I mean, Chris, I think Chris is right that like the lat was the classic ship of like when it came out, you could look through the pack and find all these like cool combos, and then be like, never in a yeah. million years would a competitive X wing list contain barrage rocket Ala Secura <laughs> combo. Exactly, exactly. But now you can do it. Now you can do. I mean, the, you can the, do it. the lat yeah. is a ship that definitely benefit. I mean, more than any, the lat like is a whole new ship because of squad points, because you can actually like use all the crazy uh, things and keep the chassis ability, which is that, exactly. That. And I keep, I keep saying it. I've said, I've said it before. And I, again, I had this conversation with uh local Keith again. Uh, I was just going to mention him literally. <laughs> yeah. Like Keith, Keith and I have said the phrase to each other. The lat finally feels like a lat. It feels like a big gun. Holland dudes. Yeah. It's got people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's just like, like you, you like the lat was too expensive. Like it had a great supportability, right? It was, it was a killer supportability with the fire convergence, but it, the ship itself was not doing much other than being there. Right. Yeah. Like it was never really dealing out damage. It was maybe dealing out a strain with Cody, um, you know, but that was always at the cost of the rest of your list. Right. And now, and now you got, you got Hawk in there with 23 points of loadout. Hawk is at I four, which is a killer place to be for this right now. I've used the Hawk ability. I've done the boost a couple of times and that is 
often worth it too, right? And it's just it's just this situation where it's like lots of um, lots of these combos are suddenly available, and the ship really feels like it has an identity now, other than you know fifty point support ship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can be a fifty point support ship still that's the other fun thing is you can go right like Plo Koon seventh fleet gunner or isla seventh fleet gunner and and use it purely like as a ship that still doesn't shoot but you're you're getting even more you know buffing abilities and it's even harder to kill exactly exactly like, yeah and that, well that's the other thing with the hull upgrade that's 11 hull health that's health <laughs> no one killed it all day joaquin came the closest he got him down to one hull I couldn't couldn't finish the job. Well, that's it, that's the scary had the hull upgrade, right? Exactly, yeah. had the hull upgrade. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> the Sam staple hull upgrade. Our I pointed that out to Joaquin. I was like, you know, because because he was like, ah, oh, he, he he was frustrated. He's like, I really wish I could have killed the lat, right? Because he the, he had two last shots on it and just didn't push the damage, right? Um. And he's like, I really wish I could have killed the lat. And ultimately, he would not have won, right? Like, I still, I still had won the game mm-hmm. with the dead lap by like two points, right? But you know, the, a two point win is like way different than you know a seven point win, right? Just what it ended up being. It was just, it would have been a much, much closer match. And this is why I'm um, in favor of trying to kill things because uh, it gives you a chance to like have huge point swings in the mid game, which you know gives you more outs, I think, for winning. I, I agree. I just think like if. I couldn't 100% go like that only because I think if you want to kill something by round two or three, you have to really distinguish, okay, I might have, I should have two more rounds and that's it. So if there's not a good chance of me killing the ship, then I have to go for plan B, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, you, a, you can't totally ignore objective play. Like you still got to think about it when you're building a list and B, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it's like, you know, in the old X-wing the old, you remember the old X-wing in two point oh. Back in my day, in two in 2.0, we used to centuries ago. We used to look for the opponent ship that was worth the most points, and then hope it didn't last till the end game. And now it's like the opposite, where you're looking for the ship that gives you the highest rate of return if you kill it. You know that's feasible. Like it's it might be hard right. to kill. I don't know Han Solo. Well, I mean, like in, in five uh, rounds, well, I mean. But, it, it's it's hard to kill Bosk in five rounds. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he's 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 killable, and it's seven points, but it needs to be a primary focus to to kill him, right? And you're going to be and, hit, and you're going to be hit, and and if he's got Zam on there, you're going to be hit twice, right? Like it's it's going to be tough. Yeah. And if he's got tough to if, do, and if he's got Gamma and Overtune Modulus, yeah. you know, you can go for defense too. You know, that's the it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just a, a tough. It's a, it's both a different and a tough set of decision making points, right? That you you have to cycle through, which is, is part of the reason I think games are not going as many rounds. Is like people are really thinking about that stuff. Like these decisions, these decisions are tougher to make and they take longer. That's what I'm saying. Turn well, zero is yeah. like a it like you know gives me a headache. But I I, I think I don't know. I think uh, personally, I, I do okay on turn zero in the past. But it's it's way more mm-hmm. important, you know. Certainly, like yeah, I mean that. Well, the Chris, you you know, to have, give a platform to vent a little bit on your behalf, <laughs> you you brought that up that you felt like you felt like the setup takes so much longer now. You don't like that as much in two point five. Yeah, I hope it goes faster with repetition. Like I noticed, um, 
uh, just to be fully blunt, I was like when I was playing Frantic, yeah. I feel like Frantic and Marek, they must play 700 games a day because Frantic was just like, oh, it's going here and it's going there. And I'm like, holy smokes. I'm just honestly, I'm just going to follow what he's doing with them. <laughs> Put it on the opposite <laughs> side because yeah. uh, and it made sense. I'm interested sense. to see at the big tournament how much time they give people for setup because it's not just like, obviously, there's more there's twice as much stuff to physically put on the mat, but it's like, yeah, you know, the rocks were always, you know, one of the most important parts of the game, but it's like really important now, like how you deploy. Well, and the, the, the thing that I think will get faster is so like yesterday we were still fielding lots and lots of questions for like, where is legal obstacle placement? Cause it has to be, you know, at range three of the center and at range two of any other objective and at range two to four of your board edge or your opponent's board edge, right? Like there's there's a couple criteria and not everyone... For like the satellite stuff, you mean, for right? The sa- yeah. For the objectives. Yes, the yeah, objectives. Object, yeah. And like, like when objective placement becomes as second nature as obstacle placement, like the rules regarding it, it will get faster, I think. Like, because like right now, everybody who plays, you know, X-Wing at a tournament knows uh, obstacles need to be range one from each other and range two from any board edge. Right. So it's like a really quick setup where, you know, it's like time to place rocks. I know the rules. I know where it can be. I'm going to put something down. Right. When it comes to placing obstacles, not only do you have to think about where you, sorry, when it comes to placing objectives, not only do you have to think about where you want the objective from a gameplay perspective, Mm -hmm. there is this added layer of people are still wrapping their heads around like legal placement where it's like, where can I put this objective? Yeah, I mean, it's first, not it's not obvious then... to me. Either. And it doesn't help that the rulers no, aren't the right size. Like, what's four and a half? What's four? I've never had to yeah, measure right, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had no problem doing the four and a half. I will say. So, like, what I what I've been doing for the four and a half is I take my my three and my two length ruler, and I make basically I make a five right, and I put it in the middle, and then I and then I do from you know I do horizontally, and I slide it along that to the you know, the middle of that. And then I say to my opponent, I said, does that look good to you? Middle to you? And he goes, yeah. And I go, great. And we keep playing. We play. <laughs> I bought the oh, one, yeah. one and a half range and I gave one to Joaquin wow. and, and Mark. And, um, and it just made it. You didn't give one to me, huh? No, nah, no. Nah, yeah. I don't think I didn't notice that. Maybe next time. I don't think I didn't notice that. I wouldn't give him Maybe. one either. He, he's measuring <laughs> enough things. He just said he doesn't need it. He's already got a whole system figured I mean, that, the middle one really annoys me. I'm not saying it's like impossible to measure, but uh, because it should just be marked on the mat, you know, going forward. So I, I cheated, Sam. I cheated. I after the once we did the first one, I and put tiny it. dots in the corners of it, like that way, and tiny yeah, dots yeah. that way you could kind of see. And then yeah, yeah. it worked perfectly. You just you marked it on the map, and then yeah, it was able to yeah, place I mean, all mats should have that because it's it's not. Uh, I mean, I guess in the crate, the cargo one, you do pick it up. So, like, that could be construed as information, like, you're not supposed to have. You know, like, it's not always going to be there, the little token in the middle. But, I mean, is it really, like, that much information just to know where the middle, you know, it's not like. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think think they should just, like, make mats with the. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if that were it had the the little the <laughs> rings too. That wouldn't kill me too much. Like, no, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a mat. But I mean, the other thing is like the official mats are in some ways kind of hard to come by. Like they're not always they're not often in stock. I don't know how frequently they're produced. I don't know how well they sell. Right, the official mats. Yeah, um, 
Well, I, I think we'll see third party mats with it though. Yeah, yeah, or people just defacing <laughs> their existing mats. I mean, whatever to make sure. It faster, but... I'll deface somebody's mat. All right, Sam, it's time for that segment. That segment we would we we teased at the beginning. We're talking about it all episodes. It's time to pick that list. The faction resistance, right? That's what you're gunning for. You're hoping to fly uh, resistance. I haven't even picked a faction, and that's really the that's a yes. Problem. We're picking a resistance list for Sam Page. Uh, Chris, can you sing the uh, pick that list theme song? Dun, 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 Sam, pick that list. Sam, pick it. Pick it now. I like that it's Thank specific you. Thank to Thank you, me. Chris. <laughs> it's, yeah, this is exclusively. <laughs> this is exclusive. It's all yeah, the, it's Sam the, the song list. is just instructing me to pick a list. So it's not even a helpful <laughs> song. It's not like. Uh, no, it's awful. It's not a collaborative segment. Uh, Little you know, like I have some, subliminal uh, it's messages. A, it's, there. it's a command. It's I have some friends. I have some friends. I'll always remember their wedding anniversary because it's March 4th. And they said they picked it because it's the only date that issues a command. <laughs> what, uh, what, what do you know what factions you're leaning towards at least or definitely not flying uh well i mean i don't own empire i don't own cis um mm-hmm. i don't own scum anymore um Ugh. you also and... don't own rebels anymore that's what have you started collecting rebels again no i i did like i i started collecting this is such a stupid thing but um before 2.5, I started collecting Rebels mm-hmm. again because um, I I really liked the black box models compared to the old models. So I thought, mm-hmm. okay, like no, starting over. Well, just like the B-Wing, the X-Wing, and the Y-Wing got like way better models in, 100%. in second edition. Uh, even the RZ-1 A-Wing has a much better like, – Yeah, it has a better paint model. job. It's much nicer. Better, better paint job. I'm saying it's a better mold too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it I looks, looked at that without totally like, remembering. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so I I do have a, I don't have every rebel ship. Like I don't have the the ships that are on the borderline of like um like they're included because there was like a backdoor black box way to get it through the conversion kit. And I mean the Ewing, Sabine's Tie Fighter, mm-hmm. um right. and the Hawk where they were never re-released for rebels, but they're like technically 2.0. I don't have those i don't even own a single tie yeah. fighter so i couldn't uh, i it is crazy I all your tie fighters still if you if you want one back i got them yeah i just don't think you could fedex me one in time for adeptica i mean not that it's the hardest thing to come by but uh basically i'm if i run a rebel list which i might it's gonna be x-wing y-wing b-wing a-wing and then millennium falcon because i'm pretty sure they'll let me use a resistance millennium falcon without kicking the uh the the most recent rules reference uh explicitly says you are allowed to use a resistance falcon in place can, of can a you Rebel use uh the a-wings and the x-wings interchangeably or is that frowned no upon? okay yeah I, I believe it's frowned upon uh although i don't know if it's explicit there's the only one in the rules reference guide is uh the uh the falcon specifically I, they I, say yeah all three falcons can be in any faction <laughs> i actually have a rebel falcon that's unpainted i just like my resistance ones because they're painted but um yeah, I, and I agree with that because the Resistance Falcon is the Millennium Falcon. Like the Millennium Falcon is a ship; it's not like a class of ships. So I don't feel like right. It. Exactly. I'm yeah. not. I'm not hoodwinking anyone. Like by, and in right. the sequels, they have the round dish. So it's like you know, it's it's all that's the only cosmetic change. But um, yeah, so I'm 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 choosing. I have a Resistance list in mind actually that I think is uh, I, the one I played against you. 
Peter. And uh, yeah, well, we share the list and we can critique. Yeah, it yeah, a sure. Bit. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, let's see if I can do it off the top of my head without looking because I don't have it in front of me. That means there's uh, a lot of them. Snap Wexley, the original Snap Wexley, not the OG Hero- Snap Heroes of Heralds of Hope one. Um, with R4 six something i already blew it r4 d9 what's his droid called <laughs> 6b all right i'm gonna look it up now oh r68 r6 r68 r68 yeah so snaps droid it's the that's the uh the predator with friends yeah the reroll bullseye one that crucially worked on secondary weapons so i have with heavy laser cannon mm-hmm. and uh heroic and ferrosphere paint i think and then, okay. yeah, uh, you do, you, yes, I recall that Ferrisphere. And Sir Linda, God, Ferrisphere, you got to have a lot of a lot of target lock based stuff out there right now. Uh, Sir Linda Javos, who inquisitive journalist, inquisitive journalist, much like your yours truly, um, who is uh, <laughs> the A wing who no one ever thought to use because has a goofy ability, but they gave her a cannon slot. <laughs> So now there's an yep. RZ two A wing that can take ion cannon, and uh, so it was her with either ion cannon plus hull upgrade or trick shot. I'm being I'm being talked into trick shot by um, local local people, and then um, and then it was Finn and Rose, Finn with uh, heroic advanced optics and perceptive copilot, the classic Rose with the equally classic uh, marksmanship C three PO. And then Kaz, and then my new Kaz build was going to be Babu Frick, Predator, Advanced Slam for uh, maximum shenanigans on turns I want to <laughs> slam, get an action, pull, distress, and the weapons disabled token with Babu Frick. Um, so that list has the huge advantage of having Babu Frick in terms of that's wanting to that's fly it. Uh, a huge a huge advantage. Actually, I'm going to interrupt one second because I, I I took the time here to look up in the rules reference guide right here about miniatures. The yeah, miniature yeah. sections, page forty of the current rules reference, and it says each ship has a ship type centered at the bottom of the card that we know. Uh, the ruling though says players may use any Star Wars X-wing miniature that represents the same ship model as the pilot in their squadron, so long as it is easily recognizable as the ship it represents and has the appropriate ship token fitted in the ship's base. Example: the customized YT thirteen hundred light freighter miniature, which is the Scum Falcon, may be used to represent a scavenged YT thirteen hundred. If the escape craft piece is removed and the appropriate ship token is fitted <laughs> to the ship's base, right? So, like the Scum Falcon could be the re- the Resistance Falcon. If you if you take the uh, escape, the escape craft out. Like, that's see that a- that almost raises more questions than it answers because now that they've included the escape craft part, there's clearly like an aesthetic line that's not being mm-hmm. defined here. So, like you may use the T seventy if you paint it red and glue the engine <laughs> together so that they look round, yeah, right. it, or uh, you may use the RZ two a wing. If you chop off a quarter centimeter <laughs> mm-hmm. of the front fin or whatever. So, and, and pack it onto the sides to make it a Listen, little fatter <laughs> for the record, just in case any Adepticon judges are listening. Cause they're hot on my tail. I will be using yeah. rebel X wings, rebel a wings. If I, in fact, uh, take Rebels to Adepticon because I, I do have a few. 
Yeah, it's just it's it's it, it is an interesting line though, and I'm curious. I'm curious if they will be more forthcoming about like uh, official rules in upcoming tournament documents. Like, will they say? Because you know the um the 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 miniature ruling it really comes from tournament play, right? Like yeah. they were they were not out there policing. You can't use a T sixty five as a T seventy. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? They should the be table. policing, Chris. They should be watching his well, model because I think he's been we, using yeah, some imperial okay. ties, his first order ties, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt your list there. No, no, but, no. Uh, it's it's also funny because yes. it's like um, I never had a problem with people using like really over the top custom models, like you know YT thirteen hundreds that were not the Han Solo configuration, like had a different cockpit and different engine. Because it's like okay, that's the Falcon, like in this game. But right. the thing that did bother me was when people would use the red Aether Sprite for uh, Anakin and for the yellow Anakin. one for Obi-Wan. It's like, are you no, nuts? Yeah, it's criminal. Because <laughs> not only is it disgusting and foul behavior and antisocial and should be illegal, it's confusing. Frankly, it's un-American. It, yeah, it's... It, and we it's, should tase people that they'll do that. Well... I mean, to subdue them so that, that we can then send them to prison. But it's yeah. like... <laughs> It's uh, but that was genuinely confusing because like I would actually there were times where that messed me up in games because I'd be like, oh, this is Anakin. And I'd be like, no, that's what right. Doing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that's my rant. That's my rant of the day. Thank you. Thank you for filling that segment. Now back to the other segment. Sam picked the list. Uh, yeah. So you had, you had old snap. Uh, you had Sir Linda Javos. He's just picking her because she has a cool name. No, because uh, she can take her because she's an inquisitive <laughs> journalist. It doesn't you hurt. See, now, Ion, Ion Cannon is the play, not Auto Blasters, because you can outmaneuver Auto Blasters. Yes. Well, yeah, you could, but um, I just think giving the A Wing the extra die is such a groundbreaking thing versus, you know, because it, mm. it has the two dice naturally. And so. Uh, right. Um, yeah, and with Ion Cannon, you can just, like, you know, have the three dice out the front, keep the turret in the back. And Ion is also very powerful at the moment for moving people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ion's powerful at the moment. And and truthfully, truthfully, the A-wing in the, the, the front and back, uh, you know, arc is not to be underrated. Right. Because with that, with the arc point in front, you're probably not pushing more than one damage per shot anyway. Right. So it's like the Ion, Ion, you know what I mean? The ability to keep the arc in the back permanently is like, you know, that gives you, it's a big action efficiency thing later in the game because you don't have well, to. Well, and and it's, you can boost, uh, you know. You you can boost or 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 you can opt not to do your you know what is it vector vector thruster no, right. it's not vector thrusters it's like uh, fine gyro stabilizer or something like that right but whatever whatever it is gyroscopic um, you don't have or something you don't have to do that though leaving you unstressed which just massively opens up your dial even for a dial that has a ton of blue on it already like not being limited to the blue maneuvers is a big deal because that's you know the three turn and the one turn are both white on that um which it does okay i i realize i've said this whole thing and it's like that's only four moves but those are like four very unique good moves well the white turn is is like the best move in x-wing and also yeah it's getting even better because of objectives because the ability to hover in that bubble refined gyro stabilizers. I can't believe I didn't know that. What kind of resistance? Yeah. No, th- not only did I not know that, but I was playing in person the other day and this is not a good sign for Adepticon. I forgot that the 
resistance T70 has to close S foils to barrel roll. <laughs> so oh, I was I like, forget, I forget that all the time. But it's just like, what if I played this faction like you know a solid like you know 200 games during the pandemic, and I can't remember the only thing that distinguishes the X wing. But I remember right. Tom, uh, Tom, Tom Traz, who by Tommy the way, T. shout out, didn't he win both tournaments? Out, didn't both tournaments? Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom champion. He won both the RSG tournament and then he rolled up to NYC on no sleep, no problem and crushed us and, and won four and oh. Yeah. And, and then he ghosted this trip. podcast, which is like, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. the, the hat trick of cool moves. But, uh... <laughs> no, Tom's a good guy. We'll come back. Gonna, we'll get him. No, we'll get him. No, I'm saying it's cool. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Just, I, he, I like decided Tom and... to be. <laughs> Tom, well, yeah, DC uh... is, uh, he's, he's taking a class. He's bettering himself. By his taking classes, and he, you know, he had other obligations. He had. Like Tom uh, he could had... have. Uh... Oh man, I feel like Tom and I could have been nemeses if I had hung around in New York. There was. Oh yeah, you would have had lots. Yeah. Of well, he not he knocked me out of the. He beat me in the finals of the B Strat Store Championship. This is real back in my day nonsense. But then yeah, um... let's go. It's, it's old man Sam tells a story. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go. And uh, but then. But the, anyway, it's just funny because uh, I lost in the finals to Tom. He's a good guy and a great player, and then uh, and a great guy and a good player as well. And then uh, I remember walking out of the store, and Joaquin was like, "It's fine, man. We'll because uh, he could sense I was disappointed, and because I <laughs> I wanted to defend my you know my Beaster at home turf. I uh, you know I, right. I think I had a street going to Beaster too, but it's beside the point. And then he was like, "It's fine. We'll have another store champ next weekend." And I was like, "You know what? You're right." And then the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So unwittingly, that was like my last tournament in New York. That's too funny. That's funny. Yeah. um, Tom had, uh, he had, because you were mentioning the S foils, like, you know, doing, doing the X foil. And he has, he painted his ships like this black patay. (laughs) And it was almost like they were all cloaked. I couldn't see. Wait, how do you paint those ships? I don't know. Black matte. What do you call it? Matte finish? Matte, matte. Yeah. No, but, uh, I saw your picture. I saw your picture you posted. Uh, uh, and what is that called? I, I know that there's a name. It's that that. Um, there's a few paints like that. Those uh, like Vanta Black that absorb the Vanta light. Black. Vanta Black. It, they, I don't. I think it's just primed black because he's repainting them. <laughs> so the, I don't know. The they looked color. really dark. I thought maybe it was Vanta yeah. Black. Yeah. Because it because it, 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 it was like hard to day. see in that picture, Chris. But where you know it had that kind of like well, absence of light quality that you say that it was hard to see in the picture. I was playing him, and I was like, "Well, what is that?" <laughs> Chris, are you are you alleging on the podcast that that's why he won both tournaments? Oh, no, of course, that's the only should... reason. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. reason why he won. You know? Why? How but else could someone one... beat you? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's impossible otherwise. Uh, I will say Tom Tom will be at Adepticon too, Sam. So keep an eye out for him. Maybe he can knock you out of that tournament too. Yeah, that'd be fine. As long as it's, as long as it's in the cut. <laughs> I don't <Yeah. laughs> I don't want him to knock me out in like round one. <laughs> no, I remember he had to do the, the S foil thing. I was playing him the the last match, I think. Fourth match, yep. Uh, and I got, he, he just walloped me. Like my, my goal was just to take off one of his ships and like pout my chest. And then I did that. And then he just smashed everyone else. And he had a mean, I, I, uh, I don't know mean we, rebel. Mean do we want to go into off. Tom's list? Cause I was looking at it and, and thinking, Hey, we it's very, it's very Tom. Twice, right? <laughs> uh, yes. 
No, he just I, loves to bring just like the most health you can bring statistically. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. noticed like that's kind of a common theme in his list and not saying like he literally brings the most health you can bring, but he, he brings the best list that has a ton of a ton, like a yeah, high, ship, actually, high health count. It was smart. I, I have his, I have his list right here. I'd be happy to read it real quick. Yeah. Um, but just like, I mean, to to everybody's point previously, Tom is a great player at this game. Like so, yes, he he brought a strong list, right? But then he also knows how to. No, really but play I think, it well. I think he, yeah. he his lists are pretty unique too. Like I, I um, yeah. yeah, let's. So here's here's his winning, which I respect. I don't have a philosophy. Here's his winning, uh, <laughs> his winning hex and code tournament list, and I I think he's bringing this or something similar. I'm sure to Adeptic yeah, Comics. I think he's been practicing sense. it. So it's Colby Sparado Sparado in the T65 X Wing. That is the X-Wing that can booster barrel roll and then flip the config. Um, so he has Colby with hull upgrade and R4 astromech. R4 and Colby <laughs> should be stapled together permanently. Um, he has Thane Kyrell with hull upgrade and R3 astromech. He has Hobby in the A-Wing, Blount in the Z95. Both of those are two-pointers. They don't got nothing on them. Oh, you know what? Hobby has the uh, config. He has vectored cannons. That's smart. Uh, he has Iptisam in the Arc 170 Starfighter with Ursa Ren, which is that new Pride of Mandalore crew I recently fell in love with, uh, and Veteran Tail Gunner. And then he lastly, here's the big one. He's got Gina Moonsong, the I-5 B-Wing, with stabilized S-foils, jamming beam, trajectory simulator, concussion bombs, and delayed fuses. Um, she's only four f- points. She's only four points. It's amazing. I know she's only four points. Yeah, she's... Yes. Well, so her ability is kind of crap, but... Um, well, she's a five and she's, she can stack herself. Yeah, her ability's good. crap. I mean, he doesn't have an Ezra in this list, right? No Ezra pilot. No, he has no, and no, and no, no, uh, Braylon or Tenna. No, right. one, Nothing, no, no one who wants stress. Nobody who wants her stress. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got the kind of like, chuck it on uh, the hobby because, like, whatever. He's got, um, I think all of his ships are the lowest costed ship of the chassis. So mm, cheapest A wing, cheapest Z wing. Yep. The only four point, the only two point A wing, the only two point uh, Z ninety five, the only two point R, or the only four point arc, and then two of the four point X wings, of which I guess there are a handful. I, I is there a cheaper? How many points is Netrum? Is he also four points? Netrum Pollard. Yeah, uh, yeah. There is. B-wing. Yeah, okay. There is another four point B wing, but basically all of his ships are tied yeah, for the lowest. Gina, Gina's the. They have the same point and loadout. Gina's just I five. Um, which I, yeah, I think Netrum's, is Netrum's ability is a little uh, funky too. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's one that doesn't come up very often. Harris, friend of the podcast, former guest of the podcast, he was flying Netrum and he liked him. Uh, and the Netrum thing though, to you know, Harris even said it himself, it doesn't come up that often, right? Yeah. It's like if it happens, it happens. I mean, right? it's it's like um, he can rotate 90 or 180 after barrel rolling, yeah, he which can is, rotate is, only 180, which is kind of cool. 90 or 180 this way. Which is kind of it cool, is, but, um, um, yeah. I mean, very people cool are flying B wings for their sick abilities. It's for their un, <laughs> well, I mean, ungodly for his sick ability. No, I know, but um, it's just like the B wings. Whoa. The uh, the really the really great trick of the list, though, that I'm going to point out here is this R three astromech on Thane is used. You, you can use it to trigger Ursa Ren yourself, right? So what you do is you take your first lock with Thane on the target Thane wants to shoot. And then with R3, you take a second lock. You take that second lock on a friendly ship within zero to three of uh, Ibtisam. And then Ibtisam gets to take a free lock on an enemy ship, right? And then that 
that ends up. And you should have seen like really when he when he was doing that, I was like, I went, huh? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and he went Ursa, blah blah. Explain that. <laughs> oh, and I was like, Ursa Rin is a crazy, crazy card. And if I, I fly I, Rebels, I, I, I love it. I'm going on the record. If I'm flying Rebels, I'm flying Ursa. So I'm just gonna damn right do it. Um, I, I will say, I think the other little uh, clever combo here is Concussion Bomb with Thane because you can give someone a oh face down God. damage card under the shields and then damn. flip it. So that's very. Yep. You could you could give oh, some, yeah. someone could get hit hit by the concussion bomb, and then if they if the card they got phased down was a disabled power regulator, Thane can just walk them off the board. Yeah, absolutely, and I I think that's great, right? Like I I I love I love little interactions like that. It doesn't feel like no, nothing in this list feels like abusive comboing, right? It, but it, it it does feel like clever. Comboing, yeah, you could really you could appreciate. you could uh, pants someone for lack of a better metaphor. Um, <laughs> Rebel rebels are, are they're good, and with the good flyer, it's dangerous. oh rebels think, are in an incredible spot points wise. I, I think. Look, yeah. Sam, you, you're traveling far. You're putting a lot of effort in this. I think maybe put a one of those rebel lists to the top of your. Your potentials for Adepticon. Yeah, I think I think Pete uh, and I. I've got a great list for you. I think Pete and I are going to play a game after this. I'm going to play some Rebel List. To do it. Try it. Try it out. I, I do agree that um, I do have this. Well, somebody plays you. I know I don't play you anymore because you, you <laughs> dodge me. But at least Pete plays you. you know? No, no. I uh, I, I think I think you and I are different bedtimes. That's the bigger problem. But uh, <laughs> uh, to be fair, when I dodge you, I'm not playing anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> playing like Civ, uh, I that's I go like months without playing X Wing now. But um, I, I was gonna say briefly that um, I do have the problem because you know I I play a lot of Resistance and I think there might be cool Resistance prize factions which might I don't know if that Covenel punch board with the custom dial is gonna be a prize faction at Adepticon, but that would make me uh, mm-hmm. reconsider my choices if that's the case. But when looking at Resistance, I keep having the sinking feeling that. I the rebels are getting this better, you know, like because there are a lot of one to one chassis now. Um, Luke to Poe, um, uh, Luke gets three more loadout points, they're both seven. Luke gets 28 versus Poe's 25. Luke has the force force (laughs) and a killer ability, yeah. And it's like, oh, I think Luke's better. Then I look at uh, Chewie because they're the seven point Falcons and they both have 18 loadout points. And like it never, I mean, Chewy resistance ability is getting worse because fewer ships are dying and games are shorter. Meanwhile, and 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 Chewy Rebel, it just better. has more health. Yeah, it's just more a, health. A white rotate. A white rotate. And, yeah. and I think I think some better crew options lately. Yes. Well, Chewy resistance has, you know, probably Ray Gunner stapled to him, which is a fantastic. Yeah, card. sure. And I'm glad it is, it is great. Yeah. And I'm glad like Glowed Up Points is going to give Ray Gunner a chance to see the table more. But um, there's some. Cr- I mean, the Rebels just have more crew cards because they've got a deeper they have more history. Yeah, right, like, and, yeah exactly. You've yeah. ignored them for long enough, Sam. Go back to them for once. Yeah. <laughs> come, come home, Sam. Come, come home. home. Yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Well, I was gonna make a Rick and Morty joke, but it's it's a uh, come home to simple Ricks. But it's 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 well and and he, um, and, and good. No, it's just like and it's a, and generally you look at the points and you're like eh, the, you know four points for Finn is like fair. Um, right. 
four points for Sabine with the same loadout is, I don't know. Does, doesn't an A-Wing seem better? Like if that's the comp here? Well, for I mean, for objective yep. play, right. absolutely. Doesn't an A-Wing like, seem better? Because Finn, mm-hmm. Finn is incredible at surviving and pushing damage, right? But Finn is slow. Finn is not going to go get an objective. Yeah. He's not going to... He's not going to carry a crate effectively. He's like, it, right. Which can't really K turn. <laughs> like you, right. You can, you can build the super fin. No problem. He's got enough loadout to do the perceptive copilot, advanced optics, uh, and heroic, right? Yeah. Like he's got, he's got the, the perfect loadout right. options, but he's still in that transport pod, which is a huge entrance because yeah. ships need to be able to move faster. They need to be able to get to these engagements faster because the games are faster, right? Like and, and, you can't you can't one straight one straight anymore. You got to get in there. Yeah, and to belabor this totally inappropriate comparison, like you know, Finn and Rose, you're not going to have extra points for hull upgrade or whatever. I mean, it doesn't make sense to not give them those like cards which they're so famously associated with mechanically. So then, yeah, like C three PO. Yeah, and then and and optics and her and then so then you got. Um, Sabine cards like that on the rebel side where you, when you get 15 loadout points it's like oh you know I can do whatever I want and Sabine mm-hmm. can go like hull shield you know a clan training and the ship is almost right. unkillable you know or she can right. go Mandalorian optics advanced proton torpedoes or clan training prockets or you know there's like so many ways to slice this all kinds of combinations and, yeah. and, and usually well, she's getting an extra one to two health in the deal well, you know, so right, yeah. So like Chris, Chris, you at this tournament, you had Von Reg, which is like he's a much more expensive ship in general. He's six points, right, instead of uh, four points, right. So that's that's a huge, that's like a whole other ship's worth of points right there. But you had Von Reg, who's normally two and two shield and hull, and you had shield upgrade and hull upgrade on him. So he was, he was a, like suddenly a, he was, he's a silencer, yeah, right. He was, like he's he was like he's a E-wing. beefier guy, he's yeah. Like but with the rebels, you can have. I just see that as the faction, like for now, until it gets knocked, of course. But I mean, it's you could do a combination of speed, a combination of beef, power, and have a ton of ships still. It's like, it's Christmas, man. Yeah, I don't think it's controversial to say that Rebels and Republic are the factions that benefited the most from the new point system. And they're, Yeah, they're certainly the factions to beat right now. And too. of those two, I don't really know about Empire, but I assume they're somewhere in the middle. But of those two, I think the Republic is like, man, you can, you know, do a lot of interesting combos. And the Rebels is like, we proton torpedoes. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> wouldn't you rather say we proton torpedoes? I don't know. It sounds more fun to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I've been flying. You know what? I've, I've been really focused on flying Republic because I want to fly Republic, right? I liked flying Republic in 2.0. I had like a brief stint with them where I was like really into like the three Jedi plus lat. Uh, archetype and i was like oh this is really fun i really like this faction right um so like for me for me stuff like rule of cool is always going to take precedent over a meta call right like yeah i'm 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 not i'm certainly not a hipster like you i don't stray from the meta because i don't want to be associated with it but i i i I'm always drawn to the like the cool Star Wars ships I like, right? You know, we talked we talked in the pre-show just about the movies and stuff, and the Battle of Geonosis in Attack of the Clones is like such an awesome scene with like the lats coming in, and you know they got like the walkers and the tanks and the you know against like the spider droids and the 
on the, the CIS side. Like, I really love that scene. Yeah. And, you know, like, so like the lat is a ship I really like and the Jedi starfighter is a ship I really like. Right. So like being able to put that stuff effectively on the table for me is a huge, huge motivator. Right. Um, that's not to say I don't love rebel ships, right? Like I was a rebel main first and foremost. Right. But um, yeah, my, you know, my whole thing is, it's nice that they're, it's nice. Republic's good. Basically is what I'm saying, because I like those ships. I, I, and you, I'm, I say this as a guy who has a yellow Republic themed district foundry box. I keep all my stuff in. So it's kind of ridiculous. Not even at this moment, I'm not going to fly Republic, but I do think it's fun with like the loadout points to go mm-hmm. for the famous character with all the crazy upgrades like that appeals to me uh, in a rule of yeah, cool sort of way and so yeah absolutely so like even in republic i was looking at anakin edda um with 25 or whatever loadout points because you can go for the crazy do, do your crit build but i think a lot of no, people man, do know. anakin y-wing Anakin Wyoming oh, is, is hilarious too i mean i have an anakin like build that, does, that doesn't have a soka well, gunner <laughs> Uh, well, you got to do Ahsoka Gunner for the for the theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you know, Luke, uh, Hera, um, yeah, the Falcon yeah. pilots. I mean, it's just like it's. First of all, it's fun to put a lot of cards on the table. I don't care what anyone says. I'm not bringing printouts. I'm going for the most preposterous uh, table yeah, space I've, problem. I've, I've... <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfecting my my like decide yesterday uh, when I was laying out my cards, I'm like, all right, which of these, you know, cause I, instead of doing all in a line, you do, you do two stacked of upgrades like in each section. So it's like, which of these can I cover up the text of because everybody knows what it does. So it's like, all right, perceptive copilot and hull upgrade can their text can be covered up because no one's ever going to need to read that. It just, everyone knows what those two upgrades do, but it's like dedicated. You leave out so people could read it and like clone commander Cody. So people could read it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I just want to really have the thickest stack of cards so that when I hit the table, they know what they're in for, which is proton torpedoes. Intimidation. <laughs> well, no, uh, listen, I... <laughs> Uh, considering considering we've got completely off of your resistance list dreams, uh, Sam, I think we've helped you pick that list, and I think you got to go rebels, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's where I'm leaning. But if I can't, I I will overnight you a Tie Fighter. I, nah, would no, I don't. I don't. I don't need one. My, my. I don't think I need one. But I will say this. Um, <laughs> it might actually happen. We'll see. But. Um, <laughs> I, I, I listen. I'll do it. Yeah, I do think uh, that's that's the thing is I know you're serious because <laughs> it would be funny and that would make it worth doing. It'd be a good podcast. Would, uh, I, listen, yeah. I I would I would even be willing to mail you my Sabine's tie as long as you promise to give it back. <laughs> I would, but uh, I think I have a. Well, it's not neither here nor there, but um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna try to find a rebel list I like, and I'm keeping that resistance list in my back pocket as the like thing I'm comfortable with. Go. So perfect. Yeah. All right. I, I do think we have to end it here, guys. We actually, this is kids, uh, 20 minutes of this was pre show, but still, we're nearing up on an hour and a half podcast, <laughs> which is, uh, it's well past, uh, Chris's bedtime. Yeah. But, and Pete uh, and I got to play. This, this is, we got to play exactly. And then I got, and then I got to come to the kitchen. I promise. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this has been yet another episode of the Yet Another X Wing podcast. Thank you so much. 
Chris Daniel, co-host with the most. And thank you so much, Sam Page, for joining us. Best of luck. We're going to spirit bomb, send all our energy to you. Uh, for Adepticon this weekend. I'm really excited. Um, you're going to come on next week and tell us how it goes. You good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You got to let us know. Yeah. Yeah. You're our war correspondent. Well, well, and let's get Ryan on too. We got, I'm going to try and get Ryan on. Just because try, try I think it would make him uncomfortable. He feels about, uh, you know, that's what I was trying to say. I don't know how he feels about, uh, being on a podcast. We're trying to get Ryan on All the more and, and honestly, we're trying to get Tom too. We're trying to get everybody we know who goes to Adepticon. We're trying to get them on. We'll, we'll, we'll see uh, how many times Tom can, uh, we'll snub us in a row. No, Tom's good. Tom's he's a good, no guy. Tom slander here. This is, this is a pro Tom podcast. We'll call it the Tom, the Tom snub, the Tom snub. Yeah. <laughs> Yet another Tom Traz podcast <laughs> yeah. signing off for the week. No, uh, no, tip, right, no tip of the week by Sam. Uh, X-Wing tip of the week. I yeah. actually, I have an X-Wing tip oh, you of the do? week. you do? Okay, here we go. Yeah, all right. You got it ready? Write this down. Rebels fucking rule, boys. This is it. Signing yeah. off. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Anything, any last words, guys? Uh, live uh, long and prosper. <laughs> sure. My favorite Star Wars quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Have fun at the Adopticon. Have fun at ECG if you're going there this weekend. And have fun in life. Have fun. Tartakovsky. Oh, it might be. But uh, Samurai Jack. But either way, yeah, Samurai Jack guy. He, uh, yeah, it is, yeah, it is, it's it's outstanding. Like the original, it's like there's not there's not a lot of like exposition and stuff like the, but it's just like these like awesome action scenes. Um, it's that show is his technically decanonized, but it's why uh, General Grievous coughs. Like comes oh, from why? that. Because uh, in one episode, Mace Windu crushes his uh, metallic rib cage and injures his. Legs. I got a well, actually, you on this. Oh, okay, um, okay. Uh, so <laughs> George, uh, just like thought he should cough because he had like a sinus infection, like while they were making the movie. Like I think, okay, either Lucas did personally or somebody did, and then he was like, "Oh, if he's a cyborg, he should cough." And the original clone war show was made as a lead up to episode two as opposed or i mean to episode three as opposed to the second one which kind of ran after and so they didn't know a lot of stuff but they'd only seen the design of grievous it's the same reason grievous doesn't talk really in the no well i mean was gonna sound like i mean he talks a little but a little but like not not a ton of characters in that show talk a ton anyway there's just not a ton of talking but but they they found out stuff um you know, like what was going to be in Revenge of the Sith, like, you know, very late in the process. So mm-hmm. like you can watch the last episode and it's them just like making everything lead into Revenge of the Sith, you know. Oh, I and see. The, so it's, and, it's kind of a the, pre-retcon. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> and the lung thing is is part. I mean, the, the last episode is crazy. Um, well, I mean, that that show, too. Again, it's like it's officially not canon, but it's also like that's the show that introduced Ventress. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and when Ventress is introduced in the clone, I think she's in the Clone Wars movie that leads into the TV show, but I'm not positive. Either way, when she's introduced, though, to that to the canon Clone Wars, like the CG Clone Wars, she 
there is an indication she has a history with Anakin, which is from this other Clone Wars, yeah. right? I, I um, think what which basically again, happened yeah. was uh, uh, George Lucas offered uh, to Tartakovsky the like apprentice role, you know, not, I mean, like, you know, a literal, not in the Star Wars. Thing, right. Yeah. But, always um, two there are. Yeah. And uh, a Lucas and, like, and an apprentice. Yeah, and he didn't want to like, you know, he didn't want to like do Star Wars for the rest of his life, reasonably. And uh, yeah, it's funny because yeah, he has a show now called uh, Primal, where there's literally no dialogue. So you kind of see where uh, he was he was starting. Um, but uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say he has a show now called Space Conflict, so he's doing Star Wars anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, uh, no, it's like a caveman fighting dinosaurs or whatever. So there's no there's no talking. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, got it. So basically, he's doing Star Wars. Yeah, I got it. So is that no, like a five minute uh, show somewhere? Like, uh, you, I think it's on Disney Plus now. You can watch it. It's um, yeah, the 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 they you can watch them like movies now. Like they're kind of they've been strung together on Disney Plus. And, they uh, they did it though. I want to say they did like one. Was it like one a week or one a day or something like that? Leading up to, I remember my friend and I watched them like at, at his house. They were like in between other shows on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very weird way to present. And then um, it was they were like ads. Yeah. I mean, but they were like, you know, the greatest ads ever. You know, <laughs> like sick ads. Ads. <laughs> to remind well, that, people the... <laughs> that Star Wars was going on, you know. Well, I mean, like my I, I, I didn't see Revenge of the Sith right away. I, I, I watched. So I watched that Clone Wars and then I read the novelization. And then my friend and I skipped school and played through the entire video game adaptation before I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow it was terrible like what a way yeah fully spoiled but boy that novelization for revenge of the sith if you haven't read it don't oh, yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a classic yeah, I, I mean, 